Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Addie. Welcome to this week's episode of Club Dead, Australia's only true blood podcast and probably the best one. Um, I mean, can you, can you, <laughs> I was going to say, can you be outstanding in your field if you're the only one in that field? Of course. I mean, I'm sure there's heaps of like, um, what is it? Like those, uh, healers that might talk about like natural remedies and stuff. You know, there'd be one or two that have like a really odd, um, thing that they do and they, they'd consider themselves outstanding in that field. So I'm applying that to us. I appreciate the comparison to us to charlatans. I can be a <laughs> Yeah, we are we are a hundred we are Australia's number one true blood charlatans. <laughs> I am a scam artist. I'm not really. I like to pretend that I could do something like that to somebody, but I'm, I'm just, too honest. I'm too <laughs> I'm too nice and I'm I can't lie. Like if someone so, said to me, Does this work? I'd be like, no. Nah. So Shu, I've I've had this really weird thing happen to me twice now, right? Yeah. Um, once I had a two and a half thousand dollar monitor sent to my house accidentally. Oh yeah. It was meant to go to somebody in Melbourne, but when the distributor printed out the picking slips, uh, the, the, the postal slips, it posted, it printed out my old address in Newcastle in which now nobody I know lives in. (laughs) Um, and I get this, I get this update on the Australia Post app being like, we're PCK Skira preparing your order. And I'm like, did I black out and order something? Excuse me? Have I done that? No, as it turns out, they'd accidentally done it. And so like, I've been posting this on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that, being like, this is the journey of this mystery package that's <laughs> showing up at my it? house. <laughs> turns out it's a two and a half thousand dollar monitor. And everybody's like, you're keeping it, right? And I'm like, no, I messaged Absolutely them. not. <laughs> I'm like, no, I emailed them straight away being like, hey, guys, this showed up. How do you want me to send it back? And they're like, why? And I'm like, because this I can't for lie. Me. I can't, yeah, like, I can't just take this. It's akin to stealing. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, it wasn't meant for me. Like, I can't, I can't do it. And then a couple of months ago, I had ordered some rear lights for my car. And they arrived, weirdly, on a Sunday. So I spent, like, my Sunday installing them or whatever. And then Monday, the next one, the, the, another box of these headlights, uh, these, these, real, these real lights show up. And I, I email them being like, hey, fam, I've only got two sets of, head, uh, two sets of brake lights and you've sent me four. <laughs> I only need the two. <laughs> I only, yeah, I only need two lights. And they're like, oh, well, here's a reply paid label and we'll send it back. And yeah, so admittedly, PC Casey gave me a, a credit for their store, and Illumo has given me a credit for their store because of my honesty. So, like, See, honesty, honesty does get rewarded. Um, like, do you want to hear a funny story about uh, blacking out and buying things? Absolutely. I love the manic so, energy. <laughs> on Tuesday, I was like, uh, this is only like the other night, Tuesday night. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I've got to order this makeup. It's I've needed to get to my house like before Christmas break so that I've got like my foundation and stuff restocked. Yeah. And so I fell asleep with my phone in my hand while I was like watching true crime documentaries on the Crime ID channel. And I didn't put my order through. So I woke up at 2.30 fighting sleep like fighting just go i forced myself to stay awake and keep putting through my order on mecca cosmetica i was like passing out but i was like oh no no you've got to put this order through and i was 
that's like the next one. Because in my brain, I was like, if I put this order through, it's going to go through before like warehouse shipping cutoff times the next day and they're going to pick and pack it and send it by the end of the week. Two <laughs> thirty in the morning, I was like, I got it. It was actually 2.04 a.m. I got my confirmation email from Mecca. But I was I like, love- I need to put this through so badly. I'm going to fight the need to sleep to do it. I love the idea of the warehouse guys getting that picking slip with order confirmation 2.04 a.m. Because I was like, what the fuck this bitch doing? How do I get to sleep? That does remind me. Um, speaking of beauty things, if you go to Kmart right now, they have like yeah. this little, it's like a beauty blender ornament thing. Oh, okay. You get like three beauty blenders for 10 bucks. Oh, that's not too bad. And they're like, Are they good different. though? They're not bad. Okay. So you get like a contour one. I'm for everybody who's not directly us. I'm showing them off. You get like a standard beauty blender one, and yeah. then you get like a contour one. Oh, nice! Because I have the uh, Morphe ones that have the two different ends. So you have a contour one and just a standard, and they're fourteen dollars or something like that. And then that's my Woolworths one. Yeah, I had also one like very that. Good. Yeah, the Morphe one I'm obsessed with. It's um, it's sort of, it's sort of based off the Real Technique brush. Yeah, Real Techniques. Blender? Yeah, I never use that, but I do have some real technique brushes. I don't have the. the I can't. Blender, I can't justify spending thirty dollars on a beauty blender anymore when I can go to Woolworths and get a really yeah. decent one for like fifteen dollars. When Morphe do their sales, I usually get them for like seven bucks, so I'll buy mm. a couple of them so I can just replace them whenever I need to. My Sigma, good. my Sigma brushes, which I have just cleaned this week. Please validate me. Um, <laughs> those are. T- I realize those are ten years old. Oh shit! Sigma brushes last for fucking ever. Sigma brushes, and I bought like the big travel set, sort of actually yeah, that's like what a I case bought. and stuff like that. Yeah, but they're still so nice. beautiful and soft. Oh no, sorry, I got a, I got a like a twelve pack. <laughs> uh, just some ASMR, <laughs> some brush ASMR. We're well, a true blood podcast. I bought a Morphe um like blush brush, and it's mm-hmm. so nice and soft. I love it. It's beautiful. Those are those are the Sephora brushes that I got. I got Sephora brushes as like a free gift. So there's oh, nice. like an eyebrow brush, a packing brush. Oh, I haven't used an eyebrow brush in like a bazillion years because I just use um, pencils. Dense brush and like a little blender. Oh, oh they're so cute though. Yeah, and they're like glittery in the ends. Yeah, they're I actually remember, super duper cute. The do you remember the mermaid tart the tart mermaid brushes? Oh, the are like impossible to hold. Yes, I have one of those left, and it's like my favorite blending brush at the moment. My <laughs> even though I have like a lot better ones. My <laughs> sister-in-law, bless her socks, bought me a set of Sailor Moon brushes. Oh gosh, and the quality's not bad. Like I yeah. would probably use them for everyday sort of stuff, like not doing anything glam, but just like mm. whacking on foundation. They are the most impossible brushes to hold. Yeah, because they're so thin, and you're like, well, they're thin, and then they're they're thin, (laughs) and then like the the moon wand and the all of the shapes and symbols are at the like near where you would hold it anyway, so it's really top heavy. Oh, it's brush, it's brush and heavy. Hang on, let me when you'd want it the other way. Yeah, exactly. I want something that's a little weightier in the tip, so that when I'm doing something, it's like giving that weight to it. Yeah, can't find them. I think they're like behind there. They're in one of my old bags. But yeah. I think my back is peeling. Ooh. Sorry, everyone. I got really sunburnt last week. Um, well, that was silly. Anyway. Hey. Uh, we're welcome, welcome to the artists. Whatever. 
Welcome Actually, I bought really nice eyelashes. Do you want to see them? Yes. Show me your eyelashes. Uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We are now a makeup podcast. Uh, I love the Ardell ones. Yeah, I haven't they're bought really, these really for pretty. a really long time because I've been buying Morphe ones because whenever they're on sale, they're $4. And so I just buy a bunch of them. But um, I was testing out a new type that they have, mm-hmm. that they have listed, and I am obsessed with them. And now because um, I got upset with Ned the other night and ripped them off and just put them in my handbag, they're fucked. Um, you could maybe heat them up a little bit. That's a good idea. I might grab out the hairdryer and... Yeah, just get your hairdryer, heat them up a tiny bit and reshape them. Okay. I'm going to check them. Sorry, everybody. But now yeah. I make up podcast. I've now got to think about them. While I'm... Oh, here they are. Oh, they're covered in fucking glitter. Oh. Actually, look. Yeah, they're not too bad. They're not too bad. A little bit of um, isopropic alcohol to get off the glitter. Yeah, i got to get off the glue as well. Oh, no, the glue's not too bad on it. It's okay. That's easy. You just warm it up. I'll just put them back in. I've got, like, an eyelash case that are from, like, old MAC eyelashes. Oh, yeah. That I hated. Those are are the best cases, though. Yeah, it's just, like, a little plastic slide case. Um, Hmm. I hated the eyelashes, though. I hear... He's made very good things about, like, the magnetic glue I want to give them a go. Eyelashes? Um, because that would be revolutionary for me. Yeah. I suck putting on general lashes. Oh, really? <laughs> it took me a long time. It took me until, like, last week to learn how to put them on properly. I can get them, <laughs> I can get them on. It is an ordeal. Um, but I also suck at doing my own eyeliner. Ah, fair enough. Yep. Um, which is better than when I was an emo and still couldn't do my eyeliner and insisted <laughs> anyway. Maybe that's why I'm all right at my eyeliner now. Yeah, we. I, I keep saying we didn't grow out of the face. We just learned how to do our makeup. Better. I just yeah, exactly. Like I learned to color in my eyebrows also, uh, which other girls my age oh, are God. doing. And I was like, I get oh, my, my eyebrows like that. I get my eyebrows done on my birthday. So for yes. everybody, my 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 birthday is coming up this Friday as of us recording well, it. So it'll um, be a couple of weeks actually, from now. No. Your birthday will be on the day that this podcast release. It's true. It is the day this podcast release. So happy birthday yeah. to me. Happy birthday. Um, thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm just turning 30 again. I'm not doing any of this 31 business. Whatever that is. You know, none of that. Um, but I get my eyebrows done as a little. I didn't even know where my phone was. But I, <laughs> um, I get my eyebrows done as a little treat to me. And then I think Jason's buying me a hair voucher. Are you actually getting your hair done or are you um, just going to book it in for later? Uh, I think I'm going to book it in for later and I think I'm going to cut it all off and dye it purple. Nice. I'm excited. It's going to be rad. It's going to be rad. Yes, I just recently uh, got a, uh, a, a shag haircut. A wolf cut. Yeah. And that it looks, looks really good. fucking so good. And it I was like, so I'm, good. he's like, can we, sh- wait, can we cut your friend shorter next time? And I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> But I also got my eyebrows waxed today, so. Oh, that's nice. It's nice just having your eyebrows waxed. Yeah. Well, I do my own nails, so it's nice to go and do something that I can't do myself. Anyway. I haven't had my nails done in ages. Anyway, uh, season two, episode four, Shake and Finger Pop. That's what this episode is Why is, is the called. episode called that? I don't know. All right, let's I Honestly, <laughs> honestly, honestly, if you go if you go and watch the episode, I don't understand why it's called Shake and Finger Shop. Uh, uh, Shake and finger pop. Yeah, I got no idea, no clue. Be- because like sometimes, like the 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 episode names tend to have like 
some kind of let's have a look because sometimes the true blood wiki will say something well while you're looking true blood while you're looking that up uh here's the synopsis from both imdb and binge um, so, Bill, Sookie, and Jessica travel to Dallas to carry out Eric's mission while Ma- uh, Mary Ann throws Tara a party for her birthday. At the Light of Day Institute, Jason fall- falls victim to a practical joke, but he has the last laugh when the, Newland- when the Newlands anoint him for a higher calling. Nice. That's basically the episode. That's it. We're done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, so, the title, it says here on the TrueBloodFandom.com, Apart from being an allusion to the song Shaken Finger Pop by uh, Junior Walker, the All-Stars, the title and the song of the episode have a strong has a strong sexual meaning on Jason's attraction to Sarah and what really happens with Marianne's party at Sookie's house. Uh, okay. Whoever wrote that um, wrote it very confusingly and unconvincingly for me. Yeah. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not on board with this one. I have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, so, anyway. so, anyway, I just, um, I just, just dabbed. dabbed. I've been hanging out with my nieces too much. <laughs> and me. They're young, they're young enough to dab and I am uh, not. not be cringy. Yeah, I know. No, I there still cringe very, when I see them do it. I'm like, oh, don't do that. No. Oh. It's the harbingers of cringe as millennials. Yeah. Evidently. Are we? That's sad. I don't know. Yeah, for well, side side fringes and skinny jeans aren't in anymore. They're all cringy, and I'm like, Excuse oh my god, me. I read somewhere that skinny high waisted black jeans aren't in anymore, and I was like, where the fuck am I going to get my jeans? Uh, yeah. So like Gen Z have just decided that we're all out of date and very ugly, and I'm like, excuse me, you can pry my skinny jeans from my cold dead hands. <laughs> Off <laughs> I have my skinny cold jeans dead body. <laughs> I have skinny jeans older than you, and they smell better. <laughs> Ew, but probably true. <laughs> probably true. I have band shirts older than some Gen Zers. Oh my gosh, me too. That's so. I've got an Alexis on Fire one from like a bazillion years ago. Oh god, I found a very old Hello Goodbye shirt the other oh day. Oh god, that's definitely <laughs> older than a lot of Gen Zers. <laughs> it was. I'm pretty sure it was from like 2017 Soundwave, and I couldn't go. There wasn't a Soundwave in 2017. It's very old. It's uh, the last sound wave was two thousand and fifteen or two thousand and fourteen. It may have been then. Then, yeah, um, possibly twenty thirteen. Oh, yeah, I think because I know Hello Goodbye did play and they did a side wave, which I went to. Yeah, and so I have one of the. I, I couldn't go. My friend was going, and I was like, "Look, can you just get me like a couple of bantes?" And he yeah. just bought me a whole bunch of like Hello Goodbye ones. I love Hello Goodbye. I wouldn't want just a whole bunch of those, though. No, I think it was, like, the only band. Like, I'm pretty sure Anne Boleyn played that year, and that's where all my money would go. <laughs> I wasn't super into Anne Boleyn. Oh. <laughs> like, I am now, but, like, I wasn't super into them then. Yeah. Maybe we should do a music podcast. We should absolutely do a music podcast. I, can't, I told you last week, we kick Ned off his Twitch channel. And we take it over. We take over. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not using it at the moment because he's very busy. So let's take over. We could we could do it. We could 100% do it. We would just sit here and talk about how our playlists haven't changed in the last 15 years. My Spotify wrapped looks exactly like it did last year, except Corpse Bloody Music is my number one. Oh, God. Red House, <laughs> my number one, because uh, obviously, but stimming is like my my way of, music is one of my stimming activities. 
And so if I really enjoy something and it sounds aesthetically pleasing, I will listen to it on fucking repeat day and night. Jason and I went somewhere the other week and I made him listen to Red Hook. He really enjoyed it. Yes, good. Yeah. You should come to the show in January. I will. I think we're trying to get to that one, actually. Yeah, it's at... um, Because you're the opening for... No. No? What's that show? They're op- they're, yeah, they're touring with someone. And I'm- oh, I can't talk about that. Um, on podcast, oh, okay. anyway, it's not announced oh, okay. yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're um, trying to get to that show. They're touring. They're touring yes. and opening for somebody. So yes, um, but they are touring with this one with the Dead Love and Down for Tomorrow, which are some really cool Ooh, um, nice. like pop punk bands that I absolutely adore. Anyway, let's like, talk about this episode. No, I was gonna say like oh. literally my first couple of songs are like. Sugar, we're going down. The phrase that pays by the Academy is alive with the sound of glory. I will follow you into the dark. Dance, dance. Kit without the E. Miserable at best. The curse of curves. Um, did I tell you that Mayday Parade are uh, touring in April and they're playing all of fucking, what's that album with, with fucking. A Lesson in Romantics? Yes. Are they seriously? Yes. Can I'm we going go? To vote. Oh, well, I'm already going. Uh, yes, yes, we can. Can we go? I better buy, actually, I've got to buy tickets to that. Can we go? Because I would love to send that to a friend of mine who loves fucking Mayday Parade. And you should be like, look, uh, I'm seeing them! They're playing music! With, they're playing with Mel- real friends as well, who I absolutely adore. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. I promise you haven't stumbled onto a music podcast. We were a makeup podcast, now we're a music podcast. Now we're a music podcast. Why not? Or an ADHD podcast. That's oh, fuck. Is. Yeah, that's what that is, isn't it? <laughs> I, I took my notes off my screen for one second. Object permanence. Done. We're out. Done. We're out. Um, okay, so the scene, I will set the scene. The setting is dark, very creepy. Well, uh, it is a very creepy walk through the woods to get back to the cabin. Jason walks inside and finds everyone dead. It's an <gasps> obvious vampire attack. Out of nowhere, Jason is attacked from someone but from behind. I 100% would watch a horror movie based on this. Oh, yeah. I imagine there's one out there, but, like, religious you know how many murder there camp. Oh, okay. Religious murder camp. I was like, there's so many, like, horror camps. You've got Friday 13th. You've got um, Fear Street Trilogy 2, 1978. There is Sleepaway Camp. Um, oh, I want Tourist I want religious, Trap. <laughs> I want religious, religious camp horror where they're all, yeah. like... And, and like basically this, it's like there's a killer and they're all like, no, it's against God that you do this. So they're like training up and then they all come in and he's murdered. Like he just <laughs> murdered everybody. Um, also, the ketchup. It's so obvious. So we find out that it's Luke and it's like ketchup on their necks and on their like where they've been they're like and bitten by quote unquote. So Luke comes up behind him, uh, behind Jason and tackles him to the floor. And he's like, something about your smell, like your blood smells real good. And then yeah. Luke makes a joke about fucking Jason. I'm yeah. like, dude, I know, I know we're playing on some hard stereotypes here, but you don't need to go for like Luke full on like nuzzles his neck. I know. He really gets into it, doesn't he? He's he goes, like, he goes to like bite Jason and then he just kind of hangs out and Jason's like, like the, 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 the knock of Jason's neck. It's actually quite sweet and tender. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's very tender. It's a very tender moment. So Jason gets up 
and has this full go at everybody about how this is super serious and how vampires are evil and if you're doing this and you're in the dark and I'm in the light and all this kind of stuff, except Jason has forgotten to button up one of his shirt buttons. <laughs> yeah. I hyper fixated on this for so long today. like, your buttons on them. I'm like, mate, this is a really serious speech you're giving and I can't get over the fact you're a 30-year-old man who can't dress himself properly. Why aren't you dressed properly, you creep? But also, hello, daddy. Yeah. He's got very okay. daddy vibes, doesn't he? He does, because he's always in, like, the gingham checkered, like, <laughs> button-ups, and he's always got them buttoned up right to his fucking neck. I was like, sir, I stopped wearing my shirts like that at least ten years ago. Yeah, I... I, I did it's, it's, I still but do. It's, but it's so, like, it's so indie hipster without the yeah. irony. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should wear, like, a do that for my work Christmas party. Anyway. I actually said that uh, Jason forgot to button up one of his buttons, which kind of takes away from the fact he's having a very Churchill speech about darkness and the light. <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> I love how he's like, vampires are not a joke. Yeah, he's just so serious about it. He's like, vampires are not a joke. This is this is serious. We're, we're like people of God, man. You can't do this shit. But I love that he also... Um... Uh, Luke says, you know, how's that lip? And Jason's like, it's okay, how's your nose? How's your nose? Boom! Boom. And he just punches him one. <laughs> and he steps over Way Luke man. and Luke. He steps over Luke and Luke goes, I think you broke my nose. Um, I think that was the plan. That was 100% <laughs> the point, Luke, my dude. Oh, goodness. So now we cut to Bill's house. Bill's just found Jessica and Hoyt making out. So he's telling everyone to calm down. And, bo- and Bill's about to yeet fucking Hoyt out a window. <laughs> but he does tell him, it's not her that I'm protecting, son. My favourite part is that Hoyt, Bill's like, I will throw you out a window when it's dark and the window is closed. You're out. And so he's like, Bill, that's just rude. That's just rude. Why would you do that? Okay. okay, I'll open the window first before you yeet the boy out. But, um... <laughs> oh, this episode's comedy gold. I love that Hoyt just leaves. and Yeah, um, Hoyt's... Hoyt, bless him, when he's little man boobs. Yeah. Little Hoyt. Um, little, and I love that Hoyt. Jessica asks, um, is it my fault my fangs come out when I get turned on? And then she's like... She covers them. She's so she's so she realizes what it means. She's like, oh wait yeah. a second. My, and, she's like, and my fangs she's, are still out. <laughs> and she like bites her lip when Hoyt leaves and she's got a little fangs out. It's the cutest scene. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, I just I I it just kills me. Um so then Jessica goes upstairs and um Suki says something like, Oh, I really like her, like she's gonna be a lot of fun. And then they have this conversation about how Bill has resentment for being a vampire and Suki nails it on their head. Um, yeah. Bill, Bill hates vampires, which is fair because he didn't have much control over how he became one. Not that you really have that control, yeah. but it was kind of forced upon him instead of him going willingly or something like that, him having that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and he's probably got a ton of self-loathing going on because oh, yeah. of Jess. He had to make yeah, a vampire. He did the same he thing to her. To do. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Suki's naivety is really something, though. Yeah. She's real. And it, it plays through this entire episode is that, like, Suki has this very naive view of the world, even yeah. though we're, what, 15 episodes into... <laughs> she's still a small-town girl who, uh, you know, like, she's learning bits and pieces about the vampire world uh, one experience at a time. And they're normally traumatic yes. experiences for her as well. But it doesn't necessarily provide her with all the information and context that she needs. She knows vampires are dangerous. That's about it. She knows what their skills are. She knows where Bill came from. She knows where Jessica came from. But she's never met a first, like a fresh vampire. And so, like, she's learning all that through her experience with Jessica alone, not with any other vampires. No. And this is very much, again, like, it's shaping her worldview, but it's just a very oh. naive one. You would think that, like, oh, yeah. she would take a little bit more caution when dealing with such dangerous creatures and if bill's telling her to be careful like why would she not like listen exactly to him? he'd know <laughs> yeah exactly and i'm not trying to like place you know undue concern like undue responsibility on Suki because she's mm. her own woman she can do what the fuck she wants but she's dating a vampire she's been in several like you said traumatic situations there's been a lot of violence that comes from this oh, relationship yeah. i would be approaching this with a bulb of garlic i would be leaving my house no. But also I like to stay home, so that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so now we cut to the pond. Um, Daphne and Sam is swimming through the pond. It's darkly lit. It's dark and dimly lit by a nearby signpost. And they're having this conversation. Um, I can't remember what they're talking about. So they're kind she of says talking... that she knows what he is. Oh, no, she that says comes, that later. That comes later. Okay. The, what they're talking about now is like coming back to nature um, and why Sam chooses to stay in this redneck two-bit town, so Ducky yeah. says. And he's like, oh, I just like it here. Um, and he talks about how um, while there's not much to do, that kind of has that old world charm to it. Um Daphne mentions, you know, like, what about all the southern rednecks? And he's like, those are really loyal customers. Once they find somewhere they like, they don't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, hey, those are my customers. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then they, like, are talking about, Daphne says, oh, I'm so hungry. I want to go to this place off the I-12 or something like yeah. that. For, and they, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the best sweet potato um, pancakes. Yeah. And so Daphne gets out of the... Um, the water, and Sam notices the big claw marks down her back. Yeah. They Sam look really gruesome, huh? They look so good. Yeah. They um, and brutal. And Sam has concerned face. Yeah, of course. Sam just has concerned face. He's like, mm, hold on a second. Um, there's nothing really interesting. There's nothing that's really interesting really other than... No. I, I, I don't have notes on this area bar, like, the... That the conversation scene description. That they had. Yeah. Yeah, that's that scene description and Sam has concern face. Because there wasn't a lot there. That entire like two, three minute scene was just to show Sam realizing that Daphne has these claw marks. Yeah. Because we no, knew. Yeah, we, we knew. Did. We saw that last we saw that last um yeah. last episode. But there's no real plot development. There's nothing. No. It just kind of feels like checking in with everybody from last episode. Yeah. Um, next scene. Uh, Tara's talking to Suki in Marianne's kitchen on the phone. They're talking about Tara moving in while Suki goes to Dallas and Marianne comes up behind her and startles her. She's like, who do you love most in the world? Yeah. And they get oh, to have this way, really... Marianne. 
they they get to have this really awkward conversation. Yeah. <laughs> um just like, my uh... first my first note is like Marianne always looks stunning. Oh yeah. Um Hot she's ass. just yeah, she's big MILF energy. Give big big mommy energy. Big mommy. Um <laughs> big mo- mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry, 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 mommy, sorry, sorry. mommy, sorry. Uh, <laughs> we're cool, we know trends. We were on TikToks. Um, <laughs> I'm too old to be on TikTok. I really am. Um, so Tara and Marianne have this conversation um, about how Tara doesn't feel like she fits in there anymore. She was, it's, not, it's not necessarily this in those exact words. It's like she says to, um, to Marianne that she thinks everybody had a little bit too fun, too much fun last night. Yeah. Because this, this is post-pool party. Oh, yeah. Post um, whatever that was. Post that pool bacchanal. <laughs> um, bacchanal is the correct A good yeah. word to describe it. I'm quite yeah. proud of that one. <laughs> um, and so you can see there's this really brilliant shot where Tara is talking to Marianne. And she goes, I'm going to move into Suki's house. And it takes the focus off Tara and puts it onto Marianne. And she's, like, eating this strawberry. And Marianne, you can see the cogs in Marianne's head already turning. She's like, okay, she's leaving me. I need to get her back. I need to do this. I need to do that. Yeah. Um, she doesn't stop Tara from leaving. She just wishes her well and on her way and that kind of thing. Yeah, she and says, I, uh, never say no to yourself. Never, Yeah, never say no to yourself, um, which I sometimes say no to yourself. Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes limits are setting limits on yourself. Um, but <laughs> I can't figure good. out. Sometimes, sometimes when I was good. Um, I can't figure out if Tara suspects something about Marianne just from her coming to it naturally, or if she's listening to the echoes of Sam, of Sam in her mind, going, "There's something wrong with Marianne. Something is weird." Don't maybe trust she's her. yeah, she's just putting everything together at this point where she's like, "There's something off," but I don't know what it is just yet. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I need to get out of this situation. So yeah. Tara Tara goes to move in with um Suki. with Suki. Yeah, yeah. Suki is in Dallas. I love it. Just two girls being best out. friends. Just two girls being best friends. Um, I've always <laughs> wanted to try and write jingles. I suck. <laughs> You're welcome. <everyone. laughs> For somebody as involved in music as you are, you really can't carry a patoon in a bucket, can you? Listen here. We need some auto-tune. We need some auto-tune. I was reading about T-Pain today, actually. <laughs> what? I was just, like, reading some articles about T-Pain oh being, God. like, people need to embrace auto-tune. And see what amazing things it can do, and it just it was very. It was it was actually a really interesting article. So I I don't know. I don't listen to T Pain, but I was reading about him. So I love that. Not too sure, but I really uh, I just like T Pain. Now you're going to be the T Pain girl. I'm gonna. It's gonna. It, this is officially a T Pain podcast. No, that's one thing I will no! refuse. That's one thing I will refuse. So next scene is we're back at Bible camp. Ugh. I actually um, really love this scene. I cried so, so much during this. Um, so we're back at Bible camp and Luke and Jason and some other guy are talking about the first vampire. And they're talking about how Jesus, Luke, Luke says that, no, Lazarus was the first um, vampire because Jesus brought him back from the dead. And I've got no, no way. If Jesus brought him back from the dead, that makes him the first zombie. Yeah. But Jason's, because someone mentioned Lazarus and he's like, I don't know who Lazarus was, but he sure as hell was not the first vampire. Everybody knows it was Dracula. It was Dracula. 
it's in the Bible, moron. Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead. And I was like, and then so Jason says, so Jesus made the first vampire. Maybe Jesus Maybe was Jesus the first vampire. vampire. I mean, he rose from the dead too. And he told people, hey, y'all, drink my blood. It'll give you special powers. It looks like, it looks like never he never said, said that. <laughs> and then uh, their friend says, no, the first vampire is Cain. Being a vampire is a mark of Cain. It's God's punishment for bringing the first evil into the world by killing his brother. And, and then, then they Luke talk about Eve. Says the first evil was Eve eating the apple. That's why they call it Eve ill. No, evil is the premedicated choice to be a, be a dick. dick. Premedicated. I love, I love Jason. Bless that boy and his empty head. Premedicated. Premedicated. Fucking hell. So this is why I'm husband, becoming a teacher. So people like my, this don't no, exist. my husband. My husband Jason does the same thing. He grabs. He can't think of the word he wants, and oh, I do no. it as well. I can't think of the word I want, but I know what word sounds like it. So, so you just in try a situation, and bluff it and be like, blah, blah, blah. "I'm like, I know this isn't the word, but this is how it fits in context." So, so the premedicated decision actually makes sense to my very dumb brain. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that, that sounds about right. For me, yeah, I, I will literally that. go and describe the word on Google and find the word. And try and find antonyms and synonyms. Yeah, because I'm just like, what is the word? I'll describe the word. Because I'm yeah, just no, like, if I'm, uh... if I'm If I'm writing something and I need a specific word, I will write, yeah, I'll go and describe it or I'll yeah. go and find a synonym or an antonym or something for it. Um, but 100%, I could have this conversation with somebody <laughs> evil as the premedicated decision to make it be right. a dick. And it's like, you know, it's premeditated, yeah. right? And then I'm like, shut up, I know what I said. And then the people, I'm like, how did you make that mistake? Like, they're there and there. (laughs) And using, and who uses Zs instead of Ss? Ew. True. Jason is called out of lunch. Oh, yeah. By a a godly voice requesting that Jason go to Steve Newell in the beginning uh, at the entrance. And we get a paintball episode. I hope you nerds are ready for me getting fucking weird. Oh, yeah. But um, before that, we have other things that happen. Um, this is true. Sookie, before she leaves for Dallas, is uh, celebrating Tara. It's actually Tara's birthday. And Tara has moved in and they're sitting on the couch and Sookie gives Tara a picture of the two of them with Gran as a birthday present. And that picture freaks me out! Sookie mentions Lafayette. Um, and Tara has no <laughs> like, fucking I didn't mind. even know he was I'm back. sorry, what? Lafayette, he's back? He's alive? What the fuck is going on? I wish I could open presents the same way that Tara does with such reckless abandon. Oh, I can't. She just picks in a corner and she prepare. just like... I, I have to... The fingers have to go under the sticky tape and I've got to... I may never use that that piece of paper again. I have to unwrap it in the way that it was wrapped. I have to unfold My dad it. does that. <laughs> I, I, honest to God, cannot help myself. It's so dumb. It's such a weird neuroses. Yeah, that's fair. My my dad does it, and I'm pretty sure my sister does it. Like, I've started putting her gifts in bags. We do hampers. Well, that's a good idea. And the hampers and the hampers get passed back and forth between each other. Because nobody <laughs> wants to throw out the... Like, so Jason's mum... Now it's a um, thing. Last, well, <laughs> Jason's mum last year gave him one of those, like, big Woolworth, uh, not the Woolworths, the, like, Kmart plastic tubs. Yeah. Full of stuff. So we regifted that back to them. <laughs> we made a, we made a hamper full of stuff and gave awesome. it back to them, or we gave it to his dad or something like that. This series, mum gave him a big 
steal one, like one of those drink barrels. Oh, cool. That's going back to his mum <laughs> with more shit in it. And they just get passed back and I forth. Because like, it's like, well, we have nowhere to put it. It's her problem now. <laughs> Suckers. Suckers. Um, um, we're I'm just trying to find where we're up to. Painful episode. Oh, it's that photo. Oh, no. So... Sarah, Tara is talking to Suki and Suki's explaining why she's going to Dallas and Tara's like you need to take better care of yourself the sex can't yeah. be that good and Suki's like no it is and I'm like no I've been there I can confirm it's not that good <laughs> I've been watching in like high definition I've it's not that in good HD. not that impressive not, not that good really cringe. The, sex, the sex scenes in Bridgerton are better uh, ew my grandma watched Bridgerton Young I, re- I watched I watched it. It's quite good. But then again, my nan also watched, um, what's that one where they go back in time? Oh, um, hi. Highlander. My nan watched Highlander. No, it's not Highlander. Um, It's Outlander. Outlander. My nan watched that. She's 86. What a pervert. Uh, so that clan is based around Jason's clan. Oh God. So when, when Jamie comes up and he's killed and he's all built and he's ginger, I'm like, well, I have a very specific type. Ah. <laughs> ah. I'm, like, I'm like, huh. So that's where I get it from. That makes sense. Yeah, because, like, he's named Sam or something. He's, like, six foot three, about as sturdy as a brick wall, and just wears a kilt like nobody's business. Fantastic. <sighs> I wonder if I can convince Ned to wear a kilt to our wedding and be like, it's my family's clan kilt, kilt and tartan, you have to wear it. Do it. Well, you could wear it. I'd wear a sash Hmm. and a thistle because that's what the tradition is for women. No, see, I want to wear a kilt so I can have the handy little purse. Well, that's for men. Kilts are only for men. (laughs) No, but like it, it comes it comes with a pocket. The sash doesn't have a pocket. I know. I wanna I wanna I want a fancy skirt. Don't you fucking it. disrespect my culture, mate. Mate, I'm married into it, don't even worry. Mate, you don't get to wear a kilt. It's very disappointing, isn't it? Jason's so when we did Jason's fitting for his kilt. Yeah. Did he order his gonna, tartan from Scotland? It's no no no, it's a family one. It's already in the family. It was already made. Oh, awesome. We we haven't yep. we have a tartan, but we don't have any of it here. So we'd have to order it from overseas and get it shipped. No, so we've we've got Jason's got a well the family's got a couple of kilts. So That's they've awesome. got like their, they've got their standard one, then they've got their hunting kilt. Yeah, we'll see only a woman migrated here from my Scottish family. <laughs> so <laughs> we got nothing. No, so so um Jason's he was gonna wear Jason Jason was gonna wear his uh his dad's one or his pa's one or something like that. Yeah. Um Jason's dad's one didn't fit him. Uh, yeah. he had to shove a had to shove a pillow down the front of it for <laughs> That'd be my dad. <laughs> uh, Jason Jason is a bean pole. His yeah. dad is his dad's like a middle aged dad, like he enjoys a beer and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So Jason had to go and get his uncle's kill, which was also his, his grandfather's kill, but it was the hunting kill, and that was the one that fit him because his uncle and his dad like his uncle and Jason are basically the same person. That's scary. I need to show you photos okay, of, I've family resemblance, <laughs> of the family resemblance between his uncle, his dad, and him. And then you go and look at his brother and he's, I can't, again, I can't not see it. Not even no. related. That's so no, crazy. No, it's so weird. Um, so that's that's kilts. That's kilts. How, yeah. Why were we talking about kilts? I don't remember. Oh, because we were talking about sex scenes. 
Outlander. That was a that was a wiki dive, wasn't it? Do you ever play like Seven is Seven Degrees of Kevin Bacon on Wikipedia? No. So you go to a random Wikipedia article and see how many clicks it takes you to get back to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> okay. Or like you pick a topic. So we might talk about kilts, but you know it might take you to a article about the space station or something like that, and you have to see how many clicks it gets you. To, you can get to the kilts. It's so fun. It's such a dumb game. It's so right, fun. I'm keen for that. <laughs> we study, we'll set each other topics. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got Oh No, Lafayette is in trouble. <laughs> because Tara is like, he back? Oh, He bitch. dead. He dead. <laughs> he ain't dead yet, but he dead, dead is coming. Um, so now we're at the medical examiner's office because yes. we are – examining um the body of miss jeanette yes but in kenya uh we 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 stand kenya um we 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 stand kenya um kenny's got no time for bodark racism about a murdered woman of color she ain't got no time Um, for your shit absolutely no time for your shit because the the reason this comes up is because um sheriff what's his name dearborn Dearborn, that's the one. I only remember uh, Mace- it because it's also the name of a character in a Stephen King movie. So I'm like, Dearborn. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> it's the first time I haven't remembered it. Um, because <laughs> Sheriff Dearborn makes this quote-unquote joke. Oh, yeah. Um, because they're talking about, you know, well, an animal did the back, but the heart was surgically removed. And Sheriff Dearborn's like, so we're after a human-animal collaboration. Something, whatever that is. <laughs> And Kenya calls him out for it and he's like, well, it's what normal people with a sense of humour would call a joke. And she turns around and says, well, I don't think it's funny that you're joking about a black woman who's been murdered in this town. Yeah, absolutely. We stand, Kenya. We do. We do. Absolutely. Um, and then Andy is asking about the pig. Pig. The pig. The pig. Um... He asked Kenya about the pig uh, that is detailed in Tara's arrest report when she was drunk because she nearly, well, she got ran off the road by a pig and a naked Marianne. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, ha- Andy also showed up pretty drunk, I think. Yeah. Andy, Andy is off the wagon. Yeah. Um, and Sheriff Dearborn takes his, um, his badge and he's gone off him and says, look, you're not even a cop anymore. You're meant to be on administrative leave. Yeah. What are you doing here? I need these. Yeah. I need these things from you. Andy is so onto something. And nobody believes him. Yeah. Because it's all about this fucking pig. Captain Drunkhead, get out of here. It's all about this fucking pig and nobody believes him. Um, I just have here Tara's mad, so I assume Tara has gone She's at Lafayette's and she's trying to convince him to go see the doctor about the gunshot wound. And he basically obviously wants to avoid any contact with the police because of how he got the gunshot wound. Mm -hmm. Um... So she decides that she's going to hang around with him for his birthday, with her for her birthday, but he tells her to get out. Like, I just want to be by myself. He's, um, he's quite in a bit of a spiral where he, you know, is quite um, upset about everything that had happened to him. Yeah, it's definitely, I can, I can understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, because like, he's, he's kind of going through this, basically he's going through PTSD. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's just had this really traumatic experience and the way shot. he's dealing, he, got, he was shot, he was drained, he saw people get murdered um, and he's kind of just dealing with this the 
the only way he knows how, which is drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, Terry is at Marmot's, freaking the fuck out about managing the bar by himself, even though Sam hasn't left yet. Terry's yeah, already like panic mode. Sam's like, I'm li- I was supposed to be leaving today. And Terry's like, are you going yet? I'm not leaving. I haven't left yet. And he goes, okay, but are you staying? And he goes, no, I just haven't left yet. And he goes, okay, so you- you're going? You're going? No, I just haven't gone yet. <laughs> like, oh my God, Sam, <laughs> just go. Uh, this is not an airport. <laughs> you don't need to announce your, your arrival or departure. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't need <laughs> to go through three hours of security to sit at the gate, my dude. Uh, Terry also mentions to Sookie that Sam's leaving and she's like what the hell he didn't tell me and Sookie says to him I know it seems like I led you on but cut me some slack my my grandmother had just been murdered Renee was after me and I didn't think Bill was ever coming back and so Sam's like uh Sookie I really don't have time for this at the moment like uh whatever and she's like well if you care about our relationship i suggest you make time for it and he literally says making you feel better is not high on my list i was like that's sam boundaries damn boundaries i think they're both like i think they're both in the right and they're both in the wrong about this yeah because sam sam setting this boundary seems really dickish but also understandable. Yeah, 100% understandable because Suki always runs to him when something is wrong. Like when Bill's not there, she goes to Sam. So like, yeah, 100% get it. Set that boundary. He's the second choice. Like he's just the runner up to everything. And he's like, I just don't have time to do this right now. So can you just wait till I'm left and come back? But also he's like shirking her off after basically going to leave and not tell her because he's like yeah. oh you weren't working um so I couldn't tell you so he would have just left the phone exists my dude send I somebody know. a brb send a text <laughs> fuck yeah just be like sorry uh I've left Terry's I'm now out. yeah I'm out that's it which is fine so like they're both ad- and so he takes advantage of Sam and Sam's being yeah. a dick about it and this is just a scene where I'm like you'll need to go back to your corners just until you can use your to learn how to communicate. Yeah, until we can get the therapist chase lounge in here, we uh we need to sort you guys out. <laughs> I always feel really bad for Terry too. Why? Like in this scene, he's like freaking out. Sam doesn't care. Yeah, Sam's preoccupied. Um, yeah, and like I don't know. It just feels like everybody kind of mistreats him oh, and yeah. mistreats him the dumber than he is, and it's because of his PTSD and and like, it's also their flashbacks. small town. They don't know what PTSD is. They don't understand. They don't choose to jump on even Wikipedia and have a look at what it is and what it means for somebody. So it's kind of like it kind of definitely shines this lens on um, how people treat the mentally ill in in rural America and, and America in general. I'd say like this well, whole misunderstanding misunderstanding and it's not just a behavior that's exclusive to like america like the japanese have a really big thing about mental illness they don't acknowledge it a lot if like they have one of the highest suicide rates in the world um and that's just their culture i think in australia we're really lucky to have um a really open and it's not as open as i would like it to be and it's not as accepting as i would like it to be but there is an open conversation about mental health and especially in the yeah. last couple of years it's very it's acknowledged pan- here like hey do you need some help yeah and with the pandemic and stuff like that i think it's really important to have that conversation because you know everybody got shut inside for a year melbourne was inside for damn near two years yeah um since it, you know since 
the, the pandemic started, they went into basically what was a hard lockdown and have only just kind of come out. Yeah. And they're still getting like thousands of cases a day. So it's really hard to um, to not be affected by that. And even yeah. if you, you know, had the um, the privilege of being able to work from home and you weren't super affected and it didn't sort of like ruin your routine too much, like even that's got to have, like even, just all the news about it. Like, oh, yeah. I, I have like PTSD from that, from the stress of like potentially getting COVID. Yeah, I, I resigned myself to the fact last year that I was going to get COVID and thankfully I haven't. Yeah. Um, I think a whole bunch of people in, in Victoria will probably have it as well just from the constant stress and the vigilance and like being yeah. being hypervigilant for so long. And I'm not necessarily talking about the pandemic or something like that. This is just from years of experience is that being hypervigilant around others doesn't give you room to process yeah you just don't have the time you've got to be so aware of everything and so on it and so there whereas when you slow down and this is a revelation I made myself this year is like when you slow down and you have time to process things you're like okay maybe stuff is not as good as I thought it was or I just haven't been aware of it absolutely yeah I definitely agree that's that's fucking hard it is that's that's my mental health rant for this week nice I always seem to have one I enjoyed it I support it. We stand it. We do. Where are we up to? Where up to? Uh, Tara Mad. Sam, do you even have delivery drivers? Sam, you're a dickhead. Um. Aha! Paintball. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm gonna lay some facts down on you. But first, so wait, Steve what? and Jason. What? I was waiting for the facts straight away. Sorry. Oh no no no! It's 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 excited. coming though. It's coming though. So. Set the scene. Sam and Steve, uh, Sam, uh, Jason and Steve are driving through this forest, bushy area. It's like a hiking trail, that kind of thing. Um, and Jason has a mag-fed pistol paintball. Um, and they've got spring, like the, these springboards coming out at them. And yeah. Jason's shooting them and he's like, take that, you thing, a bastard. And how does this taste and all this kind of stuff? <laughs> uh, so you need to be wearing a mask, first yes. of all. Um, there have been, it actually happened to a paintballer here in Australia year before last, but there was a big incident over in the NXL over in the US, which is National Export League, um, where a player collided with another player, their masks came off, and one of the players got shit, uh, shot in the face. Oh, very shit. close to, very close to his, like, orbital socket. Yeah. Um... And the reason why we wear masks is the tournament that Jason used to play in and that the team is still live in is that they're shooting 15 balls a second at 300 PSI. Oh, Jesus. At, at, three, at 300 feet a second, sorry. Um, this is a this is the quickest game in the world. Yeah. Like, not even the US, where paintball is a big thing, play this quickly. It's 12 and a half balls a second or something over there. And so I see I see scenes with paintball and I'm like, you need to be wearing a mask. You're not wearing the correct mask. You can't just wear like snow goggles. Like you've got to be you've got to be wearing a full a full face mask. Yeah. Um because getting shot sucks. Oh yeah. Getting shot hurts. And like I've I've only ever been gogged once. I've only ever been shot in the mask once, and it's the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me. But I've been shot like a hundred times and it's <laughs> shit sucks and this is off the sideline i've seen jason come off training training fields and stuff like that where somebody's running down and in recreate so in recreational paintball so if you and i went out with a group of friends you've got a a mercy rule basically it's like within three feet you can say mercy and they have to give up 
Yeah. In paintball, you can shoot somebody at 15 balls a second from an inch away. Oh my god. If you're if you're running someone down, so these electronic markers will um ramp. So when they're they're pulling the trigger, the gun will automatically take over and continue the stream. Okay. So you go up, you run somebody down, your paint so your paint is already flying, and you come up and you do something. Jason's lit people up through the back. It looks like <laughs> literally just stitched them up. I love that. <laughs> so that wasn't my fun fact though. So my fun fact is that mad fed paintball markers, like the one that we see, um, were only legalized in New South Wales in 2019. Oh, okay. Um and paintball markers up until that time were considered a class A firearm. Yes. So this was a firearm that was meant to be kept in a safe that you would also keep a shotgun in. Uh, well, in Australia, shotguns are also illegal. As someone who yeah. is a firearm owner, <laughs> if you've got if you've got one for if you've got one for a proper reason, you would store it in a in a class yes. A safe. Uh, we do have to keep them in a safe, which is locked and con- like uh, bolted into concrete. In yep, a it's going to be bolted. Yep, a separate um, compartment. That's where you keep the ammo, and that's going to be locked differently as well. Yes, and there's two different keys for the both. Uh, my dad is extra safe, so our gun safe. I'm not a firearm owner anymore. My dad owns all of our family's firearms. Um, yep. He's allowed to have as many as he wants because he's ex-military. Uh, he's only allowed to keep rifles. He's not allowed handguns unless he goes and registers for those. But anyway, yep. um, we have I think we have six or seven at the moment. Um, and yeah, so they're bolted into the ground in our shed. We've got like a separate shed that, um, used to be like a granny flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's bolted into that. My dad also has like fucking, um, like trigger locks on all of his weapons, even though none of them ever have ammunition until he gets to a firing range in them. Um, just gotta be careful. Yep. Yeah, he's just got extra, extra safe. It's double locked, so it has two two separate keys to unlock the safe, which is now regulation. Uh, my yep. dad recently had to go buy a new safe for that. So we he had the police come around and check his safe, and they were like, well, you actually need to have this double locked. And dad's yep. like, oh, I didn't know. So the next day my dad went and ordered a new safe, and then within a week had a whole new safe set up. So, so Jason Jason would also get regular, I think it was like once a year or once every two years or something like that. He got a call. He was terrified one day because the phone came up with Campbelltown Police Station. And he's like, um, excuse me? <laughs> uh-huh. um, and they're just like, yeah, we just need to go and check your gun safe. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. They literally just show up. To, well, they don't really come to my dad's that often because he is ex-military. So they've only been there like once in five years. Yeah, but all they want to do is make sure that your safe still yeah. dynabolted into the ground and that you put yeah. your ammo in a separate compartment. And that every single weapon that you have in there is also registered, uh, not to yes. your necessarily to your license, but registered in the state of New South Wales. Yes. So he's and they got have a rifle. To be kept at that address. Yes, yes. So um, my sister's rifle is registered to my dad's address, but in her name. So it's like on his paperwork, though. But yeah, and then we've got, I don't even know where my dad keeps his ammunition, but it's in a lockbox somewhere in the house. And the keys are on a separate keychain to his gun safe keys. That's how, like, that's how, like, safe we are with weapons in our family. Like, it's not a joke. And it's worth, so it's worth noting, we're talking about being registered firearm owners and paintball gun owners and stuff like that. Yeah. Is paintball, uh, paintball, Australia does have guns. Yeah, absolutely. There is still there is still a huge gun culture here. People yeah. still go out and hunt. They go to gun clubs. They do all that kind of stuff. The absolutely. only thing that happened, and it was potentially overzealous, and they're now redoing the laws now, was that when 
Port Arthur happened. Um, and if you don't know Port Arthur, it was a really big um, shooting here in Australia. And 35 was, people died. Like, yeah. It, it was the one of the deadliest domestic mass terrorists. Shooting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, shootings, I think. I think the, the Americans only beat it, and I say beat it, in the last couple of years with the Vegas shooting. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, but Australia still, the only thing that changed was that you couldn't just go and buy a firearm like you can in the, the US. You, you still had to re- register. Like, you, you still, still had, had to have a license. Yeah. Yeah, you still had to register and you still had to, to, to get a license, but you didn't have to keep it anywhere. You didn't have to keep it in a safe. You didn't yeah, have I don't to think so because I think my dad no. just kept. You did have to keep your guns unloaded. I do know that, yeah. uh, but that but you was didn't have to keep them. It. Yeah, you didn't have to keep them in a safe. You didn't have to keep your ammunition separate. You were also um, allowed shotguns, um, pump action rifles, pump action shotguns, semi-automatic weapons, and pistols, which yeah. are you have to have a license for. Especially um, anything semi-automatic or a shotgun. The only people that are really allowed to have those weapons are farmers. Yeah, they're they're because they have a cause to use them. There's no exactly that's yeah. that's kind. Of, you can you can go up and register your register for a gun, and they're going to ask you what it is. You could still say, yeah. "I just want to go gun shooting." Like, I just want to go club shooting. Yeah, they will 100. They will check all of that information yeah. out. They'll verify it with the gun uh, with the the club you're joining, all that kind of stuff. You just yeah. can't go into a Target or a Kmart or something like that and buy one. No, we go to Bankstown Gun Shop or Safari uh, Safari Firearms in uh, Hurstville. <laughs> I think I know the one in Bankstown, but I think it's, it's like a big massive one it. near like a KFC. Yeah. I think yeah, I drove yeah, past that's it how, all the that's time. That's our, that's our local gun shop. Like, Your so local. meaning that like my cousins go there, my dad goes there, like my family yeah. has gone there for generations. Um, but yeah, my dad is very pro gun laws. I have someone who is a firearm owner. They also have a cooling down period here. So you have to wait 30 mm-hmm. days before you are issued your rifle or your weapon. Yes. So still need to go through background checks and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then you have to wait 30 days, mm-hmm. which I think is great. So <laughs> my, my favorite part about the changes with the paintball, uh, the paintballs and stuff like that, it was previously, it was class A safe. Your paint yeah. had to be kept in a separate area to your gun and everything had to be dismantled and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You can now keep them basically in your car, but they what? just have to be locked. Yeah. The case, the case that has like zippers on it. Okay. Yeah. You just, Pop a lock on that. Oh, okay. See, my dad can transport his rifle in his car. In a, He keeps it in gun lock safes, like carry safes as well. Like, mm. my dad is so full on about gun safety. <laughs> no, which is fair. We've, we've, we've heard stories of um, people's houses being broken into and guns being stolen and stuff like that because paper yeah. guns are kept outside of a safe. And they're expensive um, as well. They are very expensive. Jason's, one of Jason's markers costs about $1,800. Yeah. Um, I think my dad, then, when he resigned from his job, got like a fucking $2,500 rifle and then put a $1,000 military-grade scope on it. So he went and bought a scope and then got it military-fitted. So yeah. obviously he did all the fitting and the, the configuration because my dad is actually an ex-marksman from the military. So it's like he was like in the artillery shooting guns for funsies. So his is set up with like a fucking military settings on his fucking, yeah. We're now, we're now a gun con- podcast. Now we're a gun podcast. Uh, we're a gun yes. podcast. We've um, gone through three podcasts today. My, my anyway. favourite part, my favourite part is how... So they they have this they have this paintball shooting. Steve pulls over and he says, "Damn boy, you're a hell of a shot. We should be feeding yeah. you with wooden bullets." Um, and so he's, 
Steve is explaining to Jason what the difference between silver bullets are and wooden bullets. And Steve says something along the line with like, if you shoot them with a a wooden bullet, they just explode like a water balloon. And Jason kind of goes, it's not so much like that. It's it's kind of just thing that happens they melt kind of they melt and steve is enamored with the fact that jason has seen this it's so funny that steve hasn't seen this but he talks a big game about as if he has yeah steve steve is one of those guys that i imagine is like at the pub telling everybody about his like attributes and all the things he's done oh and i've had sex with eight women and it's actually just himself I imagine he's had sex with Sarah at least once, and I am insanely jealous of him and really sorry for her. <laughs> Same. <laughs> there's there's a there's a, a comment I make about Sarah when she's doing the barbecue, and I'm like, God damn, I am so gay. <laughs> I'm so fucking gay. I'm so gay. <laughs> um so next our next scene. We're not getting up to my absolute gayness just yet that's coming um tara is sad on her birthday as as she would be she's she's watching she's watching tv she's eating cereal i think she's watching Um, a documentary (laughs) yeah she's like i'm watching a documentary or like a horror movie or something like that something sad she was oh no she's crying because it's her birthday yeah, she's crying it was because it's a birthday. Right. And I've just got here, um, I turned 31 this week and as excited as I am to see people, I kind of just want to do nothing, see no one and not be perceived. Like, what I don't did know I what do on my about. birthday, Annie? Yeah. What did, was, I did all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Best decision you'll probably ever make. I loved it. And all of a sudden she hears noises outside. And, and I love she that she's not scared. Things. She's like, I'm going out there. What the fuck's going on? What are you doing out there? <laughs> she's like, hang on, I've got to go investigate this. Get the fuck it's out of my yard. It's, it's Marianne, party. it's Marianne, and it's Carl, and it's eggs. It's a birthday Carl, party. It's a birthday party, and Carl is carrying this massive three-tier Carl. cake. Carl! Carl! Carrying this massive three-tier cake. And she, like, Tara is totally shocked. She's like, what are you doing? What's going on? And Marianne's like, well, you threw a spatter in the works when you moved out. We've been planning this party for days. Oh. Uh, she's, she- she's been on the... She's been on the horn to every like all the Tara friends. My fa- my my favorite part is Tara's like, what friends? <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry, friends. What the friends? Do I know people? Talking about? But my favorite part is that like, uh, Tara asks Marianne, "Is that a wedding cake?" And Marianne goes, yeah. "Birthday wedding. What's the difference?" And I'm like, "Excuse me, I've planned a wedding. It's about four hundred fucking dollars." <laughs> Just because it is a wedding cake. Just because it's a wedding cake. Some bride is going to cut into this. And, well, now you've got a $400 fucking cake. <laughs> I uh, it does look a delicious <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we edit these podcasts, we promise. I have asthma. Um, Leave me alone. <laughs> here we go. Okay, so this is my really, this is my super gay part. Ah, yeah. So the New Orleans have invited Jason over after their paintball gallivant. And paintball gallivant. They're paintball gallivant. Uh, and Jason and Steve are talking, and Sarah is dancing to. Well, she's 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 dancing in Jason's fantasy. Yes. To this song that's talking about how like she's hotter than Louisiana hot sauce and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And she's I like, actually like she's that like, song. So do I. It's such a good choice for this scene. Yeah. Um, and like she's taking off the apron and she's dancing really sexy and I'm like damn I wish I lived in Jason's head I'm so fucking gay I'm way too gay for this I'm so if I wasn't gay before I am 100% I am gay now. now I am now um apologies to my husband I am a lesbian 
for now. For now. Just for now. Um, but, yeah, this, this scene is magnificent because, like, and don't get me wrong, Sarah is gorgeous. Yeah. But this seems like such a honeypot. So this idea that Sarah is a trap to get Jason into this cult. Oh, yeah. Because Jason is led not by his brain, but by, by his, his penis. penis. By his penis. It is by doing all the things. Willy. Uh, that is that his. Willy? Willy? <laughs> I am seven. <laughs> you evidently are. <laughs> um, Jason's, Jason's dick just points the direction. Jason just follows. Um, I imagine that Jason's dick is like a bloodhound for pussy. <laughs> Probably. Probably. It just, it's Jason, just like, it, it doesn't even do it when he, like, when he wants to. He's just like, no, oh, just, sorry. No, it just points in a direction and Jason, Jason just, Jason is the carrier of the penis. He is a, he is a vehicle for the penis. A vehicle for the, a vehicle? A vehicle for the a penis. A vehicle for the penis. For the, for the, for the penis. Um... And so we go inside after Sarah has finished cooking up a storm um, and they're putting on bibs for ribs because Sarah was a a vegetarian at one stage, but now her ribs are like this Southern decadence kind of thing. And Steve's putting his his bib on and Jason is struggling to figure out which end is up. (laughs) He's just like, what do I do here? So Sarah comes up and like puts it on him and like flattens it out on his chest. But she is she is rubbing hard, my dude. She is. She's having a good touching. time. Damn, I was wish I was Sarah. Actually, I want to be a I want to be the meat in that sandwich. Okay. That is that is my wish for thirty one. That is that is my be. wish for thirty one. That is that is my goal. Um, it is very realistic, very attainable, and I definitely won't be disappointed this time next year. <laughs> Nice. Nice. Um, oh, God. Now oh. we go to the hangar. Oh, yeah. And Sookie comes off the plane holding a little vodka bottle. <laughs> I love it. She has so... you these for free on the flight. <laughs> they gave me seven. And I'm like, damn, bitch. I'd be also, dead. it's not... <laughs> It's not that much of a flight from Louisiana to fucking Dallas. It's literally like a two or three hour flight, if that. Yeah, it's like us going to Melbourne. It's not even that. It's maybe going yeah, to Adelaide. They're next to each other, like Louisiana yeah, then, and Texas. Yeah, like Oklahoma's up there as well somewhere, but this, it's Above like all Texas, the same area. Yeah. yeah, it's like all the same area. Yeah. Um, I think I know American geography better than most Americans. That's because I taught American geography. But I also hyperfixated as... about doing a road trip around the whole of America, so that's probably why. <laughs> How long did that hyperfixation last? About six months, and then I never did it. That's actually not too bad for a hyperfixation. That's no. that's a that's a pretty good attempt. I'll give yeah. you that. I gave it a go. I'll give you that one. I gave it a I'll red hot one. Gave a red hot red hot crack. Yeah. Um, but so, Suki goes to meet the. Chauffeur who's waiting yes, for them, Leon. the Compton party. Leon, who is Frank, I think his name is, out of Breaking Bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did I mean? him, I was like, get out. <laughs> I'm like, it's really funny to watch him be this like quivering, cowering mess when I've seen him be such a badass on yeah. Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he goes to, Suki reads his mind. Yeah. Uh, and he, she hears him go, just get in the fucking car, just get in the limo, 
and he goes to grab her and Suki screams and Bill wakes up and jumps out of the travel coffin and like unhand her sort of thing. Yeah. Jessica cannot figure out how to get out of hers and she falls off. She's like, how do you get out of this damn thing? (laughs) The way way they're like loading Jess and Bill is they're in two coffins on a, it's basically a palace. Yeah, but it's meant to be like a nice arrival kind of thing. It's kind of. Yeah, they're like, they travel, they travel coffins, they're nice and cushy, this kind of thing. And then they're put down and they can get out. Um, so Jess kind of just falls off the pallet and is like, how do you get out of this? And I'm just like, damn, Jess, way to kill a moment. That'd be me. <laughs> I would have suffocated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same. But I'd also be a vampire, so I probably wouldn't. No, my dumb ass would probably find my way into a travel coffin accidentally. I'd just be there for a nap. So Whoops, there, dead! Is there a nap in here? <laughs> this, is, this is kind of cushy. Oh, it's nice and dark. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> the suffocating kills me. <laughs> no, no, no. The suffocating kills me. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I I only have Marion as an agent of chaos and I love it. I don't know what yeah. this scene was. Um, so Sam goes to Tara's party and previous to this, um, Tara's mother had shown up with a present for Tara and basically said that Tara doesn't want to see me. So I thought I'd give it to you. Um, because like, I, I, I won't see her for her birthday. Can you give this to her? And so. Which is actually a really selfless act. Yeah. She was like, Tara doesn't want to see me. I'll, I'll go see Sam and just drop it off at, at work. Um, and so he gets to the party and takes a present with her and he's speaking with Marianne, um, and basically tells her that I'm not going to just hang out and watch you hurt all my friends. Yep. And she's just like, what are you talking about? Like, whatever, whatever you reckon. But he's like, I know you're up to something. Sam, Sam tells her to turn her, turn him, um, because then she will reveal herself to everyone. And she's like, reveal myself as what? Yeah. What do you mean? Because, like, yeah, we know she doesn't know what he doesn't know what she is. No, and we know that there's something weird mumbo jumbo going on, but we don't know what she is either because she's not a shifter, she's not a vampire. Yeah, what we is don't she? know. Um, after their conversation, uh, Sam walks off into the party, and Marianne throws the present from Tara's mum off the porch into like the bushes, and she walks off down the block. Where are you going? Yeah, she's like rev- she's like reveling in. The again the bacchanal. She yeah. throws. She doesn't throw parties. She doesn't throw soirees. It's not a shindig. It is a hundred percent a bacchanal. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck fest. Yeah, basically, it is. It is an orgy. And she seems that when when we see her, she's chanting her chant and she's doing the arm things. And it seems to be that she's feeding the party and she's feeding off the party. Yeah, absolutely. The more the more she chants. The more people are sort of like getting sexy and like really grinding on each other and really getting off. And then it sort of cuts back to Marianne and she's doing her vibrating through time thing. (laughs) Um, She does. She's a vibrating flashlight. (laughs) Well, that one time with Sam, she did it. I imagine that would have been fun. If not yeah. a little terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my God, this feels so good. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, and so Marianne is like digging at the soil and like dousing, kind of like getting getting dirty. And then she 
reveals her claws, which are sort of three-pronged kind of things. She's more like a, um, like an elk kind of thing, you know, like how, um, like hooves, hooves would yeah. have like that, that three nail prong kind of thing. Yeah. But she has it for her hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's sort of like she glued her fingers together. That's, that's the best way to describe it. They get a bit longer and they're kind of gross and they've got the big claws. <laughs> they're kind of... Uh, grrr, grrr, arg. Yeah. Uh, but it anyway. really just looks like it really just looks like she's glued her fingers together. Yep. But now we've figured out who has been slicing and dicing people because we saw those we saw that hand when Sookie got um, ripped up. Yeah, we sure did. Well, um, we've seen those hands before we've seen, Yeah, we've seen those particular claws. Um, Bill, uh, Bill, Suki, uh, with Jessica and Bill is teaching Jessica how to glamour the human mind, practicing on Leon. Uh, he basically wants to know, um, who would have known that Suki would be there and, um, who, who he's working for. Yeah. And who he's working for. And he mentions that church. Spoiler, spoiler alert. It's the light of day institute. It's, it's yeah. the, the church of the sun, whatever yeah. they call themselves. Um, <laughs> they may be crazy, but they're still a church. Suki, you have just launched me into a TED talk. <laughs> oh no! Today on my TED talk, I will be talking about the many faults of Christianity, organized religion, and just that bullshit in general. Oh yes. Should we talk about George Bell's tithing? Like, what is that? Fuck that! No church should be I... making you pay to be there. We don't. Jesus would hate that. Now. Jesus would hate that. This that is people this are is... giving their money to the church. This is my thing, right? And especially with like West Western evangelical sort of Christianity. Yeah. Is it kind of goes against everything in the Bible? Yep. Um, I don't know if anybody in those churches has actually read the Bible. No. Um Jesus was a Middle Eastern man in a dress. Um, in a dress. Um, was definitely about helping people, not it definitely said neighbors. something about that church could be held anywhere. As long as the congregation was together. Yeah, and you didn't even have to be a part of a congregation as long as you believed. Like, God like was I'm a there Satanist and, and, I, and I know more than like churchies in their Bible. I'm, I'm, an, actually, athe- I'm an atheist and I've I know actually more read about the Bible. them than they do. Um, I can't get also. that. I can't get that far. I don't know if the butler did it or not. <laughs> <laughs> this is a butler with a candlestick in the library. <laughs> it was. Told you. Poor, poor Madam Crimson. Um, <laughs> also, Jesus was in love with a prostitute. Yeah. Um, so. Awkward. This is terrible. Uh, Christianity would be sick if everybody sort of followed the Bible's sort of teachings of don't be a dick. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he oh, was in not, love with Jude. Judas. Yeah, not, not Old Testament, though, New Testament. Old Testament Old was te- badass. <laughs> it was like, you're all going to fucking <laughs> hell. Old Testament was hellfire and brimstone and like, you know what? I could get on board with that. I'd get behind that. <laughs> I could get on board with fire and brimstone. Um, but as long as the message is fire and brimstone and don't be a dick. Thank right? Um, but also I don't believe in heaven or hell. So, oh well. Um, the devil, the devil won't take me because he's too worried I'll overtake him. <laughs> no, Go and take hail, over. Hail myself. Um, Jason returns to the What? What? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Is it pickles? No, no, no. You just said hail myself. And I was just reminded by the producers. Have you ever seen the producers? Oh, not for a really long time. 
I just because the 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 movie adaptation um with Nathan and Nathan Nathan Small something like that um and Sarah Jessica Parker's husband whose name I can never remember. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. But John Barrowman is one of the Nazis. Oh. <laughs> and he introduces Hitler. Uh, if you don't know what the producers is, I promise I'm not talking. I'm not being pro-Nazi. It's literally about a play that's designed to like spoof Hitler, and it gets really successful because it's so campy. <laughs> um, but he goes, Hitler comes in really, really campy. He goes, Heil myself, Heil to me, <laughs> and you just you were just like Heil myself, and I just I died. It's from um, last podcast on the left. They say Heil yourselves also from the producers <laughs> I was, the producers are like I'm a, I love Mel Brooks I adore Mel Brooks so like the producers is one of my favorite things I'm gonna have to well, I haven't watched that in a really long time Uma, Uma Thurman oh fantastic with her Swedish accent going um and at 11 oh I like to have sex what time should Ola arrive and everybody's like 11 excellent Ola will come at 11 Ola will come at 11 <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> My dear, while we're sitting down, I can guarantee you we're giving you a standing ovation. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I love that stupid I love play. That. I love that stupid play. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. And Will, Fer- Will Ferrell's in it. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Will Ferrell. Neither am I, but he's funny in okay, this. Okay, well, if he's funny in that, then I might give it a go. Um, um, and Ty from the original Queer Eyes in it as well. Oh, no way! He is. He's like, he's one of the background dancers for okay, um, I'm gonna have the, to watch the director. Oh, you're doing the gross thing again. I had to take my retainer out. My mouth was killing me. It felt <laughs> like it was strangling my teeth. Um, Jason goes back to the dorm and brags about being a soldier of the sun. The guys tell him that 40, 14 others have already chosen. And that basically that's it. Sorry, um, but he's like, like you're not you're not that special. Like yeah. I don't know why you're bragging about it. But he's like, no, guys, I'm going to stay with Steve and Sarah. Um, see you fucking later. And basically, they all give him a hard time saying that he's nothing more than a plaything for Sarah. Yeah, because Luke says to him, "Oh, the 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 Reverend's wife needs a new plaything, or like yeah. needs some entertainment, or something like that." And I'm like, "Have you seen him?" <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Who would choose that? I feel really bad for Jason though, because he thinks he's there and he's achieving all these things and he's yeah. really proud of himself and it's it's not what he thinks. Like he's not no. being picked for his merits, he's being picked because he's a sex object. Basically, yeah. And it just it just it makes me really sad <laughs> because like poor Jason. I kind of I I really wanted him to like I really rooted for Jason to succeed in the light of day institute and the fellowship of the sun and all that kind of stuff because Yeah. It felt it gave it the storyline and the arc makes it so that like Jason has a meaning for life as opposed yeah. to just being legs for his penis. <laughs> <laughs> that bloodhound <laughs> dick. Being <laughs> um, <laughs> just legs for his penis, just legs for his dick. Oh um, it feels it feels like Jason has finally found a purpose. He's very proud of it. He's kind of reconciling some of his feelings for it and stuff like yeah. that and i like as as we go further through this arc he does find a meaning in 
something yeah. and he does find he does find that way to be proud of himself without being a sex object and this kind of comes back a little bit later in the series as well with Jason like having this really weird relationship with things yeah yeah I remember that um I actually think I enjoyed his story arc during that yeah, I really sure. liked it. I really liked it as well. It was really confronting, but it was really, really interesting because it sort of plays on everything that Jason's about and it sort of gives him more depth. Yeah, absolutely. Explores it a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Jason just kind of like walks out of there and he's like, "Yeah, fuck you guys, whatever you guys." Um, and and he goes to he goes to the new ones. Yeah. And, and now we're back in Dallas. Yeah. So Bill and Tokyo are checking into their hotel, which is also the Hotel Camilla. So this is actually um, named after one of the first vampire novels ever published, uh, the 1972 Camilla um, by a uh, author by the name of Joseph Sheridan Lafanu. And um, yeah, it's the basis for a whole bunch of films, Vampire, Blood and Roses, Crypt of the Vampire, Camilla, Camilla 2011, and... Uh, Camilla is also the name of the main vampire in Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust. So Camilla's also, I think, pretty sure like a lesbian vampire love story. From what I remember. It's very queer. Does anybody else think that she's kind of into horror movies? Maybe. <laughs> a little bit. Just maybe like a, a like a little bit. Just like a, a passing fascination. Some of it. Look, I like some of it. Okay. Alright. So they're checking, they're checking into the hotel room and the receptionist is like, oh, I have you in a room with no bed. Like, and no. Bill looks at Sookie, Bill's, Bill's looking at Sookie like, God damn it, Eric. And Sookie looks at Bill with this super devilish grin and she's like, Mm-mm, no, we're going to need a bed. <laughs> so funnily enough, this happened to me on my honeymoon. Oh, no way. We had booked into this really lovely hotel um, uh, like service department in Kyoto and we got there and they're like oh I've got you in a room with two singles excuse me and I'm like we're on our honeymoon and she's like oh okay <laughs> but the thing is it was the only room they had available with the double so they just had to push the beds together Aww. and I don't know if you've ever tried to spoon in the middle of a bed that's just been pushed together you yeah, have, somebody sinks somebody sinks and I was always the one who sank Aww. That's so horrible. It was just really embarrassing, though, because I'm like, we're on a honeymoon. Thanks. So now she automatically thinks we're going to go fuck on every surface. <laughs> Ew. Ah, I just. Oh, bye. It's all good. It was like, hell, it's it's held on, but it's just not great. It's fine. Uh, I'm going to put that back on yeah, my back chair. Um, I love that Jessica's in the background glamouring Leon into yelling out things. <laughs> And she yells out something about someone being fingered in the back pews of their church. Yeah, she's like, such and such is a dirty slut and let such and such finger her behind the church. And yeah. Jess thinks this is the funniest thing that oh, has I ever happened. Oh, I love her laughter over it. It's so funny. She just, I I love Jess. Yeah. And the actress is so gorgeous and she's so funny and she feels so genuinely full of light in like yeah. these these episodes. That it's just like I love her. I love her I love, giggle. I'm yeah. so I'm so fucking gay. I'm gay for Jess. I'm so, I'm so fucking gay. <laughs> just heaps gay. Just so gay. <laughs> but 
Uh, and and it's, it's really, it's really terrible. My gayness, my lesbianism, this bisexuality really only flares up with women I can't have. So just like all the time. <laughs> so all, yeah. So like just, all I'm the just time. so, I'm just so gay all the time. Um, so Eric shows up at Lafayette's house and offers him, offers him his blood to help heal his leg. Eric basically, so Lafayette's like, no, 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 you're not coming you can't in. Come inside. I'm not you're- crazy. And he's like, um, you only want to give me your blood so that you can help keep track of me. And Eric admits, you know, that he only wants Lafayette and to because know where he is because of Suki. He says, yeah. obviously you mean something to Suki and what Suki finds meaningful, I find curious. You really have no choice, Lafayette. You know it. Because Eric Eric says that, you know, he can smell that um, Lafayette's leg is infected. Yeah. If he doesn't do this, he risks losing it. My favourite part, right, is that Eric can't come inside because Lafayette hasn't invited him in. For a dude who has not been invited into that house, he is doing an awful lot of inside. <laughs> he, like, reaches his arm through and he, like, leans into the window yeah. and all this kind of but stuff. But there's still been, like, like, this compulsion that he can't be in there. Yeah. I'm like, dude, for, for somebody, somebody who's not been inside, <laughs> you were about to climb through that fucking window. <laughs> it's because you weren't let through a door. <laughs> is that the loophole? Vampires can climb through windows. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, Lafayette realizes this is kind of his last opportunity. Yeah. Like this is how he's going to get better. Um, I have. I've got Eric needs a belt for someone who doesn't come inside. Eric sure is doing a lot of inside. <laughs> um, my but so Eric offers Lafayette his arm again and we yeah. cut to a scene where Lafayette is um drinking his blood and then he goes man I just want to fucking dance and, and he's just oh my god humping, humping, humping everything humping just everything. humping everything those hips do not lie that boy is Shakira no, he is Shakira um, Bill glamours Leon and finds out that he was sent by the Fellowship of the Sun to bring Suki to the church. Leon didn't no know shit. who Suki is, was, and what she does, and only that she is a human that they are using to help find another vampire who is missing. His name is Godric. You've probably heard that Godric. name a couple of we times. Talked about Godric, yes. Um, while this is happening, uh, we see back. Um, Eric and Lafayette together and Bill is calling Eric to let him know what's going on in the house. (laughs) And Lafayette is continuing to hump everything and everything. everything. He's like doing the worm. Oh, he's he's having a great time. He's he's never felt better. Yeah. Um, At the Newlands, Sarah comes into Jason's room to make sure that he's doing all right. He tells her that he's really nervous because he's never been in a house so fancy before. And she tells him, you're here because you're the best of all the soldiers. Also, the bunkhouse only did 14 and he's 15. So whoops. So, oh, sorry, you have to stay in here now. Sarah asks him if he's nervous. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, not really and all that kind of stuff. And I've just got here. Again, so fucking gay. Uh, I'd be nervous around Sarah. She walked look, walked in looking like sin dipped in sugar. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. She like is good, good, very like, good looking in. So, so to, set the, to set the scene, Jason's unpacking his stuff. He's got his shirt open. Sarah walks in in like this silk white nighty and like matching dressing gown thing, like satin throw over. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just, mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. Mommy, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, 
I would get down on my knees to figure out where God is and to find out where her legs end. Because you get down on your knees to pray. Oh, I was like, ah, I never did any of that. I was only a Jesus lover for two years. When you get down on your knees to pray, and I would also go and find out where Sarah Newland's legs end. Woo-woo. <laughs> I can't Pussy whistle, jokes. so. <laughs> Pussy jokes. That's as close as you're getting to me doing a whistle. I can, but I can only finger whistle. That'll be it's very loud. loud. It's just so send loud. Send me deaf. <laughs> I'll send me um, deaf. I'll send everybody in the neighborhood deaf. <laughs> Eric uh, obviously runs very fast <laughs> to Bill's hotel. I, I have one more thing, right? What? About that, about that last scene. Sarah's like, if you need anything, we're just down the hall. Two big double doors. And I'm like, Sarah just invited Jason to a threesome, right? Oh my That's God. what just That's happened. Right. That has to That's be. That's just what happened. She probably did. Grub. you're a married she's like, woman she's she's just like if you need anything um i'm i'm willing to help you i'm just i'm just those big doors that's me you come right. you come to me come down there i'm like damn he just got invited to a threesome the holiest <laughs> of numbers the holy actually Trinity. actually that would be considered a devil a devil's threesome that would be because they, it's it's the devil's because they're two all, dudes oh is that what a devil's threesome is the devil, according so according to dudes, the devil's threesome is when it's two dudes and one woman. Because I don't see the problem. Dudes, no, neither do I. Why are people? Why also, are heterosexuals so fragile? Uh, but I, yeah, my 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 ability to get it on is not tied up in the fact that I can't have more than one sex in the room. Yeah. Either. Um, but yeah, so Jason got invited to the devil's threesome. Interesting. I learned something new that's today. Also, that's, that's my fun fact for today. It's not the paintball thing. It's the devil's threesome. The devil's threesome. The devil's threesome. Eric um, speed runs to Bill's hotel. Because <laughs> I was just like, how I did he get there he... so fast? No, I think he flies. Oh, I thought he just ran because like vampires are fast. So No, because they can fly. Oh, well, Eric can fly. Yes. Uh, but nobody knows that on the pot. Nobody listening knows that yet. I thought they did. I thought he'd flown... In one earlier episode. Oh, he does too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because yes, yes, yes. he just kind of stands there and all of a sudden he just rockets off into the atmosphere. Yes, he does do that in um the one of the second or last episode of season one. Mm. Yes. Yeah, something like that. Um so he basically needs Suki to help find Godric, um, who is a two thousand year old vampire. And it's, he's a little bit concerned that a powerful vampire like Godric could potentially be captured by humans. Um, so what yeah. we know about God, what we know about Godric is we know that he's older than Eric because yeah. Eric's a thousand years old. And we know that Godric is older than that. Well, he's over two thousand years old. Yeah, he's over two thousand years old, and we know that he is the sheriff of Texas. Yes, or the sheriff of Dallas, or something like that. He's one of the sheriffs in Texas. Yeah. Um, we don't know a super great deal about Godric other than those things more will be revealed obviously yes um, yeah. because he plays a really big part in this arc in this this sort of season um <laughs> I think that Eric Eric and Bill are talking and um the waitress comes and puts a <laughs> bottle of true blood on the table and Eric goes I hope you enjoy your blood substitute which is costing me $45 and Bill goes I have no intention of drinking it I just wanted you to pay for it Bill, you spiteful bitch. But I love that Eric's like, you're so mature. You're so mature. It's like, Eric, you have more fucking money than the Catholic Church. Jesus Christ, yeah. you can afford the $50 cocktail. You'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. This will not break the bank. It might, though. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
I also love how Dallas is meant to be the most vampire-friendly place in Texas, which is really funny because you think Texas. Texas would be, well, you think Texas would be more pro-life. Maybe because they are alive. They're not though. They're dead. But they're also alive, but also dead. I don't know. Who knows? Texas. I, I don't. I don't imagine Texas would be the most friendly place for for vampires. I don't think it's the most friendly place for most people. Especially women. Especially if you're a woman or by Somebody who owns a uterus. Someone who owns a uterus. Basically, yeah. We, we're, we're not... <laughs> disclaimer here. We're not intentionally shitting on Texas because we don't like Texas. There's just some we're stuff sh- going on there at the moment that we're shitting, we're shitting on. on. We're shitting on Texas because we're feminist mouthy bitches who don't appreciate... <laughs> People telling me what to do with my fucking body. Yeah, basically. Um, they're also trying to criminalise abortion in Australia at the moment, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I'm sorry, they what? Yeah, mm, there's a yeah, there's a bill okay, going you need through. To link, you need to link yes. me that later. Yeah, we'll talk about Oh, it. it's not part of the religious freedoms one. No, 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 that's different, separate. But I love that so we're a secular country and this is, we've become more like Christian and more influenced by religion than I can ever remember in the last like couple of years. So can we just quickly mention that Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister of Australia... Is a hand like clapper? He's, well, he's that. Uh, but his one of his best friends and confidants is one... Uh, hello, Pickles. Hey, Pickles. Hey, Pickles. Do you want to come be on the podcast? No. <laughs> She's like, no. no. That was it. That was my guest appearance. I'm done she now. I could hear her. want to be on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so Scott Morrison's like closest advisor and stuff like that is well into QAnon. Oh, I did say that. Uh, and has been been accused of pickles. Has been accused of pickles. Has been accused of pickles. Just so everybody knows, pickles is my cat. She wants me to go out there. No! Pickles is is a delight. Go away, pickles. (laughs) Pickles is a delight. I'm actually surprised the girls aren't um, clawing at the the door at the moment. Mm. Um, Yeah, so... Keep, yeah, he's keep, this QAnon dude. Yeah. yeah, and he's like being um, accused of, I want to say, child molestation? I thought that was the Hillsong guy. It is the Hillsong guy. Oh, it's the same guy. It's oh, the same my guy. God. And he's a QAnon. Oh, my God. What is this country coming to? I'm pretty sure he got extradited recently. Actually, I think you and I talked about this. Potentially. We talk about yeah. a lot of things. We do. So the, the conversations Kat and I have before podcasting are really, really interesting. Um, hmm. You, We would probably just do a podcast about us talking about shit. <laughs> we de- we could record our pre-conversations and it would be a great podcast. It would be. Hello again, Pickles. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're now a Pickles podcast. Hello, Pickles. We're now a Pickles podcast. Hi, baby. You want to say hi? Meow. She's sniffing the microphone. No. Okay. Do you want to go on my there bed? was there was there was some light Tink, tinkling of her bell, scratching of the well, scratching of the microphone as she sniffed it. Yes, she has very long whiskers. I like to think that she looks like a walrus sometimes. Sometimes. There we'll are my pictures. We'll, we'll put pictures of the cats up after. Yeah. And um, I'll put vampire fangs on them to make it relevant. Um, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do something. We'll figure something out. Don't worry. Um, so Sam and Daphne are making out in the kitchen of Tara's party at Silky. Tara's party at Silky's that Marianne organized. 
Um, he, he tells her that he wants to tell her something, but she says to him, um, I know what you are. What, what do you mean? At this point, the party is full horny. The scene um, so is cut- horny. <laughs> so horny. Spliced between Tara and eggs having sex and the party goers having sex while Marianne is vibrato in the bushes. Everyone's eyes <sighs> go black and Marianne reaches for the sky, her hands turning to claws once again. Um, so something, something, something real, something is not, is, not right in the creek. Something's something. heaps horny at Sookie's house. Something is amiss in the creek. Mm. Um, I love the wrap up scene for this episode. <laughs> so do I actually. But okay. So the only, the only issue I have with this, this scene with Sam and Daphne, being hand fed cake is not sexy. No. Cause they hand fed each other cake and then they make out. And then they're talking, and Sam is literally picking cake out of his, like, gums with his tongue. You see him do it, and I'm like, sir. That's sir. Why would you remind me? (laughs) He clearly didn't observe it the first time, so have this very visceral (laughs) image. Oh, I just, like, with teeth and stuff, because of, like, having braces for the second time, I'm just really, like, anti teeth i have nightmares Mm. where my teeth have to come out it's like one tooth but they can't do it because of the retainer so they have to take all my teeth out oh my god (laughs) which is entirely illogical by the by they would just clip they would just clip the retainer and remove the tooth yeah but my brain is like and i get like random i get like (laughs) random teeth wiggles i guess my teeth is shifting uh, and that's that's generally what triggers these nightmares is I'll get yeah. my teeth will shift a little bit and then my brain's like we got some horror for you teeth tonight. falling out teeth and pickles I don't know if you guys can hear in the background but I can hear it so you should be able to she ah. thinks I'm gonna kick her out so she's like under the bed <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, getting so out of here Daph- Daph- Daphne goes I know what you are and leads Sam out into the night. And my notes are just dun dun dun. dun. Question mark. What is question mark? What is going on? Um, Where are you? But now we're back. We're now in the. We're now in the hotel room again. And Suki finds hotel porn. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is so horny. It's, I told you. It's so horny. I told you it's heaps horny. What did I tell you? I just remember how gay I am. Um, so Jessica orders a male blood donor to her room. Um, and I love that the doorman, like the bellman, has like brought the donor to the room and he's kind of like, you ordered this? You ordered this man? Here is here is, here is is your room service. Here's your and room he's, not service. Unattract- he's not an unattractive <laughs> he's man. He's not somebody, a bad looking a- guy. If somebody delivered that to me in a bathrobe, I wouldn't say no. I'd be like, all right, cool. Um, do you want to watch like some horror movies and get some pizza? Uh, <laughs> I was like, we can just hang out. Um, so bless, bless you, sweet child. That <laughs> wouldn't happen in this very horny episode. No, but in my brain, I'm like, that's what I'd do. <laughs> sweet just... child. Sweet child. Um, so we find out that Barry can also read minds. Because yeah. he replies to Suki's thoughts with his own thoughts. 
So Suki is thinking about how old this kid is that's just been yeah. delivered to her room for Jess. And he goes, oh, he's 21. And Suki goes, that's really weird. It's almost as if I did, it's almost as if you read my thoughts. And he goes, I did read your thoughts, but he's thinking it. Yeah. She's thinking it, he's thinking it. And I love that he like fucking runs off down the hallway and he's like, see ya. The scene scene where he realises he's in too deep and he goes wide-eyed and just legs it. He's just like, I'm out. Barry! And just runs off after him in like her fucking robe. found someone that's like her. It must have felt so cool. It would have felt really cool. Now she gets to figure out what's going on. <laughs> and that's the end of it. That's, that's boom, we're done episode. for this week. That is it. How I wonderful. like this episode. I do too. I really there's enjoy a few, it. There's a few dull moments in it. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a better episode. The hiccups down. Uh, <laughs> I think this is a better episode for exposition yeah. and story building than last episode, which was very boring in comparison. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that is the episode. Next week we'll That's be it. talking about episode five. Episode five, yeah. isn't it? Is it is episode five? It is episode yes, five. Yes, it is episode five. How fantastic. What did you like about that episode? Um, honestly, I just think it's all the Sarah Newland stuff. Not not just because I'm a big homo. Um, <laughs> but I think... I love again. I love the idea that she's a honey trap designed yeah. to pull Jason into this, into this cult. And yeah. I love all the I love all the banter. There's some really funny scripting in this. Um, I just think this episode is really well written. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. It's just really, really funny. Yeah, <laughs> evil, evil is the premedicated decision to be. <laughs> There's just really funny stuff on this episode. I just- it's just it's just comedy gold. It's just witty bits. Yeah. What did you reckon? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I like that we're going to find out more about Marianne and like her origin story, and I like that it's ramping up for like her big reveal with everybody. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I also like that this story is happening in two parts. Yeah. So there's the takeover of Bonton and everything that's going there, um, and yet simultaneously and unbeknownst to them. Bill and Sookie in Texas have their own thing going on, don't they? Yeah, it's really, really interesting. We focus a lot about talking about Marianne in this season, like when we're talking about things that make us really, really excited, but the stuff that happens in Dallas is really, really excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it ramps ramps up to some really funny things happening in like the end of the season and into the next season. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's it. That's us. That's it. Um, Um... where can we catch you? Um, just catch me on the internet um, doing things. I recently published my book, Here I Scream, The Voices of Did. Yeah. So it officially launched in Australia this Monday, but it's been available globally. I couldn't, I don't know what I did with the release dates, but for some reason it launched in the US, but then wouldn't launch in Australia until the 6th. I don't know what happened. Uh, but yes, uh, we've sold over 50 copies already, so I'm pretty fucking stoked about that. Actually, I think we've sold 70 copies. So yes, we're very excited. Um, super excited about everybody. 
Uh, we also launched our first sticker on the website, which you can find at www.hearascream.com forward slash store. It is the final call sticker. So it's for all you Scream fans out there who also want to help support our contributors. So basically, I commission artists to design things and we put it on the store and then all the money goes straight back into the website, helping pay our contributors. So yeah, feel free to go right. buy a sticker. <laughs> very noble very excellent i plan on buying the book at least twice <laughs> i actually um, got mine today and i was reading the essays to my grandma because uh, she can't read the writing because her medication gives her blurred eyesight <laughs> well i plan i plan on buying a copy for myself obviously yes uh and presents for people yeah because i'll be... make really that we are coming up to christmas yes we are coming up to my birthday um christmas is just a celebration of myself um <laughs> Fuck that Jesus guy. Yeah, who's that? Um, and yeah, so it, w- it will make an excellent Christmas gift for yes. any of the horror aficionados out there in your life. Yes, absolutely. And there we are will dozens have, of um, them. There are heaps of books. If you order it through Amazon, we actually make a lot more of a cut of the money than what we do through anybody else. So we make about a dollar through every other book distributor, but we make about maybe five or six dollars a book through amazon so amazon are really good at giving us our money fuck you jeff bezos i don't want to support you but also thank yeah, you the urge of trying not to support amazon the urge but also, of trying to support my friends yeah admittedly so i had to buy i had to buy two books for christmas this year i bought jason some books for christmas and amazon while not necessarily being cheaper did have them in stock and i don't have amazon prime right although i've now got like a free free trial for it yeah it's definitely worth it promptly sent me 17 emails um (laughs) they got here really quick yeah i i bought these books and it's like do you want to try prime here's a free sample of prime have you logged into your account? Did you log into your account? Was Have that you? you? I don't know. We didn't see is, you. Is that you? Did we see you? So that was it. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at gamer underscore raid, R-A-D-E. You can find me at Twitch at gamers underscore raid, R-A-D-E. You can find us, yeah. uh, Club us at Club Dead Pod, yes. uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, and then there's like other stuff. If you go to the Twitter, you can find us basically anywhere, anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I, I live on Twitter. It's at catstead underscore. I don't do anything else but shit post on Twitter. Same. Yeah. Same. Sometimes some posts of my cat, I guess. Uh, Yeah, there's sometimes posts of my cats. It's mostly me screaming at the void about yeah. politics. Yes, eh? Oh, no, no. Sometimes. Uh, I got very, very, like, political this past week because we had to go vote in New South Wales council election. Do you do yours online? No, I didn't. You can do it online through iVote. Uh, so I heard the site crashed. Oh, no. Government. Oh, see, I voted because, yeah. like two days before. Well, we've got, we planned on going out on the Saturday anyway. So we just went to our local polling station and one of our candidates was there. So that was Oh, nice. that's nice. I told him I vote green, so it didn't really matter. But he was lovely. He was nice he was cool. about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's running as an independent. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. We only had an independent and then a Labour Party member. That was it for our oh, area. Oh, God. I had just a medley of people. Hang on. That's Where nuts. was it? Uh, Christmas time in the summer question mark. <laughs> it's My friend has an Australia channel in his Discord. It's a summer, Christmas in, the, in summertime question mark. Oh. Uh, <laughs> what? 
Uh, here we go. So I had a Liberal, a Labour, the Animal Justice Party, the Totally Locally Committed Party, the Community First Party, the Community First Team, and the Greens. I'm convinced that the Totally Locally Committed Party and the Community First Team are the same group. <laughs> they probably are. They probably are. Not going to lie. That was, that was the, and I just voted for the Greens because I'm a Greens voter. Yeah, that's totally fair. Not, but not by choice. It's just that everybody else sucks. really have a choice. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that is it from us for this week's episode. Um, we will see you next week for episode five. How exciting. We're almost, Bye, everybody. Almost there. Bye-bye.